Listening to the Coffee Hour, I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It's Tuesday. I'm pretty sure. It, I thought it was Monday, but that was yesterday, <laughs> nope. right? <laughs> Today is Tuesday, April 21st. That's what the calendar says, so I'm going to go with that. Sounds like a <laughs> so plan. Let's go with that. <laughs> hey, it's also Easter. It's uh, what Easter two? So yes, it is. Second, we're in the, the second week of Easter, um, mm-hmm. so we get to talk about Easter hymns, hymns. today. Hymns. That's uh, I think. I think it's probably, when we add it all up, I think it's in your number one. I, I think uh, that, it's number one. What do you think? I think that is number one, yeah. <laughs> well, thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin, for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. So we get to talk about Easter Hymnody today, which is super exciting. But that's in the second half of our of our program today. In the first half, we get to talk to a pastor and a church Uh, church music director and organist about how their vocations have uh, been obviously altered in different ways (laughs) over the past few weeks, uh, considering we can't meet in large groups for churches anymore. So that obviously has a large effect on pastors and church musicians who aren't playing for full congregations at this time, which is a weird experience. So joining us today, we have Pastor Chris Hull, Senior Pastor of Zion Lutheran Church in Tomball, Texas, and Linnea Sander, who is Music Director and Organist at Zion in Tomball. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. Thanks for having us. Thank you. So first of all, tell us about your congregation. Uh, who, who makes up your congregation? What is what is a normal, quote unquote, normal <laughs> Sunday morning uh, typically look like at Zion? But I guess I can answer that one. You know, there's people, which is always good. Um, sinful people that need Jesus, so that's always fun. Old, young, short, tall, small, large, um, Germans, most of them. So romantic people. You, you know what I love you in German is, right? Have you ever heard that? Yes. It's good heavens, romantic people, a romantic people, but no, it's good. Uh, been here for over a hundred and something years. How many years? Like a hundred and... Uh, 1906. 1906. So I'm not good at the math stuff. So it's been here a while, but um, usually we have a couple hundred people on Sunday morning. We have two services, Bible study in between. We do DS3 um, every Sunday, sing great hymns, played by the Bach of Tomball, as she's known. <laughs> and, and it's just you. fun times. So, and uh, the preaching's okay. It's okay. Oh, it's the preaching's right. fantastic. Oh, I didn't mean for that. I wasn't <laughs> fishing, but I'll take the compliment. So it sounds like the relationship between a pastor and musician, music director, is certainly um, something that you you guys uh, enjoy and, and and have fun with as well. How has uh, having that that good camaraderie been helpful over the last few weeks as your um, as your vocations have changed, as your duties, I think, perhaps have changed? Uh, how how has this impacted uh, how you work together and and what you're doing as servants of the church? Oh, it's definitely been um, super helpful to already 
have been on uh, good terms with each other because I know that's not always the case. And um, <laughs> it's been a, a relief that we were already, you know, uh, we have a good working relationship and we also have, we have our associate pastor here too, Pastor Daniels. Um, whom both of us work well with. So, um, <laughs> uh, so as we got into this whole situation, you know, it was, um, we were checking on each other and trying to, you know, um, hashing out what it would look like before we knew, you know, we were seeing state by state starting to shut down and going to smaller and smaller groups. So we were just kind of, you know, constantly talking about what changes we would make um, whenever Texas decided to uh, shut down as well. And so, um, you know, and then one of my concerns initially when we shut down was, you know, how the heck are we supposed to continue to get the music in their ears? You know, it's, we were, we're doing a live stream. Um, we're doing matins on Sunday mornings, um, and then it's archived for the week so that um, people who work on Sunday mornings can still see it. But, you know, I was like, how do I keep up with what, you know, we, we don't have our Sunday school choir practicing. I don't have the regular choir practicing. We don't have the handbell choir. We don't, you know, there's no music going on during the week. So how do I keep this up? And Pastor Hall was like, why don't we do a hymn sing on Facebook Live? <laughs> <laughs> and that turned out to be the best idea. We have had a ton of fun with it. And a lot of our members are watching. And then uh, Sarah encouraged me to share it in the Lutheran Ladies Lounge. And so then it got, it like blew up from there. <laughs> So we get comments from people all across the country every week about it. And it's just been really cool and it's been fun and it's continued, um, you know, to further our own staff relationship and pastor Daniel shows up and makes fun of us and it's fun, but, <laughs> um, it's also been, um, just beneficial. I think for me that I've been able to continue working, like there's still something for me to do besides a super simple Sunday morning service that I hardly have to practice for. Cause it's just matins and hymns. There's no extra music. And so um, that's been a kind of a relief for me. What is it about the music of the church uh, that makes it so important for us to still stay connected to it during this time when we're not together? Uh, we're not able to corporately worship like we're used to together. What is it about uh, things like these hymn sings and, and some of this other music that's been going on on, on the Internet uh, and on social media uh, that is that is so critical at a time like this? I think it's really about, you know, we talk about how Lutheran hymnody specifically is so gospel oriented and it's so grounded in scripture. And I think that that's part of, and you know, a lot of us who grew up in this tradition, we've got this, um, this memory for these hymn tunes and it's comforting. And so, you know, for people who haven't had home devotions maybe, or, um, you know, a regular devotional life with their family, um, being able to keep singing and encouraging people to sing at home and listen to hymns has been important so that they, they don't get away from the culture that we have here at church. And that becomes the home culture too, then. Um, and so I just think that, you know, the immense amount of comfort that we find in these hymns and in the liturgy as well, um, is just super, super helpful at this time. What are, I know we're going to get into, um, some hymns in the, the second half, but when you first started thinking about what we're going to sing on a hymn sing or what we're going to do um, virtually and, and, and digitally, does that play into what you choose, like what musically what you choose? Oh, definitely. We talked about the stuff that would be, 
I can't, let's see if I can go back in my little notebook here. I don't remember what we did our first <laughs> week. Do you remember? It's been so long. Oh yeah, we did. It had been the hymn of the, the day for the previous Sunday, the Sunday that, um, the first Sunday that we had shut down and it was, um, oh, um, oh God, my faithful or in God, my faithful God, mm -hmm. uh, 745 in LSV. And it's, that text is amazingly comforting. And it was so perfectly suited to the time that we were entering. And so we were like, well, duh, we're going to do that one. <laughs> and then um, we also did um, the Gerhardt hymn. Why am I blanking on the title? Why should cross and trial grieve me? And so that's, of course, another outstanding comforting gospel hymn. And then we also did, oh, God, O Lord of heaven and earth, which we didn't really intend for it to work out as well as it did. But Pastor and I both, when we were doing the hymn sing, we were like, this text is so good for right now. And it just was, <laughs> we didn't even realize it until we were in the middle of the hymn saying, we're like, wow, this really fits. <laughs> so some of it is just, and we were also doing a lot of what our uh, congregational favorites were. So like Pastor Hull, if you want to talk about when you were going around doing home visits. Yeah, how we, am, am I talking too loud? No, you're fine. This is fine, okay. I can never <laughs> tell if I'm talking too loud. Um, I did a Zoom meeting the other week and I was like yelling at the screen. I didn't know what I was doing, but it's fun. Times. Technologically challenged. <laughs> when we first had these um, shutdowns happening, Pastor Daniels and I were doing home visits. People come up to church in small groups. And one of the questions I asked everybody was, what is your favorite hymn and why? That's been one I've always asked. Uh, confirmands and people. Sometimes when I start a study, I have people say their name and what their favorite hymn is. Because you can tell a lot about a person, but it's like, what's your Harry Potter house? Or is that what they call it? Your yes. Harry Potter yes. house or something? <laughs> you know, I'm a Hufflepuff. I don't, okay, that's fine. What's your favorite hymn? That, that tells me more about you. But a lot of people, I mean, they started saying these hymns and then I'd ask them, what is it about that hymn that means something to you, that comforts you? And, and one of our members uh, said, oh God, oh Lord of heaven and earth. And she said this hymn, when you hit that last stanza, each life a high doxology, it just mm -hmm. really brings uh, to mind the sacred nature of all life because of Christ. So, and as I kept going throughout it, some of the hymns were repeated. You know, a lot of people said a mighty fortress or I am Jesus, little lamb, my son, my oldest one, it's a 666. Oh, little flock, fear not the foe, <laughs> you know, which is of a course. great hymn. Um, and just walking through why people love them. And this gets them talking about how these hymns teach us about the faith. They assure us of the faith. They assure us of the love of Christ. And like Linnea said, they're gospel-y. <laughs> I like that uh, terminology. It's in the Confessions. Is it in the Article Confessions? Article 4 of the um, Apology. Yeah, okay. Gospel-y. said, Jesus is a gospel dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's in it's it's good in German paragraph th 324. Yes. Paragraph 324 <laughs> of Apology Article 4. It'd be funny if someone actually looks that up. <laughs> Some, somebody might. Uh, what have been yeah. some unexpected it blessings? It doesn't say that. <laughs> What have been Sorry. some unexpected blessings during this time uh, of having to adapt to a, a very uh, strange situation for all of us? Do you want to go first? You want me to go first? You, you go first. Me, me, you, what? You, you. I go first? Okay. <laughs> this is always, we should have planned this. I don't plan anything <laughs> though. So it's fun. Jesus said not to. He said, let the spirit give you words. So, right. He's, but I think he meant something different. Go. So, unexpected blessings. Unexpected. I'm sorry. No, when we look at the the unexpected blessings of this, I think one thing, like take even the hymns, talking with people, being able to spend a little more time with people 
because some of the what we would say regular business of the church not the sunday morning stuff the worshiping but because that has been t taken away that's not there as it always is all the other stuff that we would argue about has kind of gone away for the time being i'm praying it stays away stays <laughs> drowned and dies forever so that we can focus on those things that really do grant us joy and peace and, ha and even a happiness with one another. So one of the unexpected blessings has been having that time to just, when I talk with people, it is all about what's important, what is vital to the life of the church and how we can't wait for that to be back. Um, but in the meantime, how people have actually even on a daily basis started focusing listening more to the videos we do in their daily meditation life so that's been a blessing i pray that that continues we're talking about the relationship between uh, music director and, and pastor and how those vocations are impacted during this pandemic and now also in the the season of easter we're going to take a look at some hymnody we'll do that in just a moment you're listening to the coffee hour i'm andy bates i'm sarah golseth On this Tuesday, April 21st, 2020, KFUO Radio thanks our day sponsors, Melvin and Dolores Schweitzer of Witt, Illinois. Melvin and Dolores made a gift to KFUO Radio in honor of Melvin as they celebrate his 94th birthday today. They are grateful for all of the Lord's blessings that he has bestowed on them throughout the years. Thank you, Melvin and Dolores Schweitzer, for helping us share the gospel and for being today's KFUO Day Sponsors. How do we love our neighbor on the internet? Why are the creeds so important? What does it mean to practice Christian hospitality? Questions like these are answered in every edition of The Lutheran Witness, the monthly magazine of the LCMS. The Lutheran Witness can help you interpret the world from a Lutheran Christian perspective by providing reliable, biblical reflections on the issues that you care about the most. Get your free issue at cph.org witness. That's cph.org witness. Concord Matters is the program where we seek to be of one mind that is the mind of Christ. And to do that, Christ-confessing Concordians read through and discuss the Book of Concord, which is our Lutheran confession of faith drawn from Holy Scripture, so that you too may be of one mind and confess with Christ. Be sure to listen every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Central on KFUO Radio or anytime on KFUO.org or anywhere you get your podcasts. Until we convene for Concord again, keep confessing, church. Tuesday's Rumination Law and Gospel will include both myself, Tom Baker, and Mark Smith in preparing you to sing the hymn of the week for the following Sunday, which always focuses on the salvation won for us by the life, death, and resurrection of both Jesus and through Him, our death and resurrection. Listen to Law and Gospel weekday mornings beginning at 9.30 on KFUO. Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. 
We're talking about hymnody today, Easter hymnody, one of my favorite things. I think we decided it was on the top of my favorite things list, it's at the least top. for this we moment. It <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> might as well just leave it there. Uh, we're talking about Easter hymnody and uh, the, the relationship of a pastor and a church musician during this strange time of pandemic when we're not actually all in church together on Sunday mornings. Uh, so we have Pastor Chris Hall and Linnea Sander with us from Zion Lutheran in Tomball, Texas. And before we went to the break, we were talking about uh, how uh, the, the importance of hymnody and, and how uh, singing together, even in our own homes, brings us together as the body of Christ and we hear the gospel of of our, our our crucified and risen savior even through these hymns singing them along uh with something like a hymn sing like both of you have been able to do so in this in this part uh we're finally going to get to the hymns which is super exciting so uh Linnea which what, what hymn would you like to dig into first that's Gerhardt Paul Gerhardt the uh his Easter hymn Awake My Heart with Gladness Yay. So that this is, hymn. Yeah. 467. In yes, 467 LSB. in LSV. Um, so it was written by Gerhardt, and a lot of people are familiar with Gerhardt, but if you're not, um, he was a pastor in Germany um, in the, what was it, 17th century? Yeah. Mm -hmm. 30 um, years wartime. 30 years wartime period. And, uh, a lot of trials. He was a pastor during the the plague, mm -hmm. one of the plagues, and uh, buried a lot of his parishioners. And then um, he also ended up losing his wife and four of his five children um, and had been kind of kicked around the country as well because uh, he was a confessional and he stood up for, you know, Orthodox Lutheranism and um, suffered for it. And so he, the hymns that he writes, you know, when you understand that about Gerhardt, like they're even, you can really see how his faith played out and how and how that affected how he wrote and it's just so comforting and gospely mm -hmm. <laughs> in his hymnody it really really shows forth and so um, this particular hymn was uh, it first appeared in a hymnal by Johann Kruger who was a cantor of the Nikolai Kirche in Berlin um, and he, uh, Kruger actually ended up being Gerhardt's cantor um, towards the very end of Kruger's life uh, for about five years when Gerhardt was the pastor of the Nikolai Kirche um, so I thought that was pretty, pretty cool. But this hymn was written before um, they had a working relationship. And so uh, Kruger actually wrote a lot of the tunes for Gerhardt's hymns. He wrote this one, um, Gerhardt's Advent hymn, Gerhardt's Christmas hymn. Um, <laughs> and he actually also wrote the tune for um, everybody's top favorite, <laughs> Now Think We All Are God. Um, I think that's up there for most <laughs> Lutherans. And so he wrote that tune as well. Um, and then uh, one thing with this one that I found super, super interesting was the difference in, uh, or the, the changes that are made in translations. Um, so this one was translated by John Kelly and in the Lutheran service book, you'll notice it says his name, and that means that it was altered. And so the hymnal committees over the years for various hymnals have altered the translation until at this point, the only stanza that's really, truly Kelly's is the first one. So all of the rest of them have been changed pretty significantly. And I was just um, really interested to, to see the differences in what they had changed over the years, because Kelly, of course, was not a Lutheran. And so, you know, sometimes that makes a difference in the translations as to how they actually translate concepts from the German into English and still maintain the poetry. So I just thought that was mm -hmm. super interesting to, to compare the differences. 
That is that's fascinating, and also I believe that that meets the standards for Sarah's hashtag hymn nerd. So um, yes, yeah. it does. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I love Sarah's hashtag. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Um, what what do you love about this text? What makes the text unique or interesting? Pastor, well, I'm to speak about that. <laughs> when you look at it, you you see. Gerhard's not despair as if he has no hope in Christ. You see the burden of his life and how that cross that's been laid upon him, he can still have a life of joy because of what Christ has done. One of the, the best things about Gerhard's hymnody is how he talks about death. How when, when we view death, we see it as this thing to be avoided at all costs. You'll go to the hospital, you'll medicate, you'll work out, you'll do everything you can to postpone death because it's this terrible thing. And it's not that we should uh, run toward it and take our own matters into our own hands with it, but instead see death as something that God gives to us to take us, as he says in, in this one, uh, verse seven, he leads, brings me to the portal that leads to bliss untold. So Christ is the one that brings us to death, which is not the end, but this portal, as he will say in another hymn, to life immortal. We cling to Christ no matter what bitterness we have in this life, because that what he has purchased for us is bliss untold, joy supernal life forever with our triune God, with the angels and archangels and all the saints who have gone before us and the ones coming after us. No matter how gloomy this life may be, Christ has made everything joyful for us. And you see that just bleeding through every word Gerhard writes. Yeah, especially like that in stanza five. Mm -hmm. That was the yeah. one that really, really hit me when we were singing it this season. Um, it's our actually our hymn of the month here at Zion. And, uh, you know, the world against me rages, it's fury I disdain. Though bitter war it wages, its work is all in vain. My heart from care is free, no trouble troubles me. Misfortune now is play and night is bright as day. And that's because of the fact that we will go through the portal to bliss untold because of Christ. And it's, yeah, so you, you can be joyful even in, when bitter war is, yeah. is being waged against you in this life of trial and tribulation. I like the no trouble troubles me. Yeah. You know, it's just it's beautiful stuff. It's nothing, nothing bothers me in Christ. And uh, that's something yeah. we all need to remind each other of every day, not just in this time of, of uh, distancing and, and all of that. It's not like the devil's uh, taking a vacation now from everything <laughs> else, you know, it, it's still, once this is all done, you still have all of the troubles that are laid upon you that come at you. And only in Christ does it not trouble you. Absolutely. Gerhardt hymns are some of my absolute favorites. They're all so wonderful. Uh, before we run out of time, do you want to get to the, the second hymn on your list? We have just a couple of minutes left, so we're going to have to do sure. the, uh, the yeah. elevator pitch version of this one. But what was it? 47, <laughs> come you faithful, raise the strain. Uh, what is what is like the, the 10,000 level view of this one? That something that, that you really want us to pay attention to when we sing this one the next time in our in our hymn sings at home? 
So this one is a, first of all, I wanted to highlight the fact that this is not a super common hymn. Um, it was just, this was kind of discussed a little bit on the Lutheran Ladies Lounge as well, that um, in some churches it's like, it's a staple, but then in other churches, including here at Zion, it was completely unknown until we sang it last year and the people ended up loving it. And it was um, this tune, it has the musical form A-A-B-A. -A -A. So it's the same exact melody on the first, second and fourth lines of the hymn and the third line is only slightly different. And so if you're going to pick up a new Easter hymn this season, this is a great one. It's really kind of a bouncy, fun tune. It's a bohemian mm -hmm. tune. And um, <laughs> and it was written by John of Damascus, who was an Orthodox monk in Jerusalem uh, very, very early on in the church. And he was kind of this um, like bastion of Orthodox uh, theology in the rise of Islam at the time. And um, so he wrote this hymn and also uh, the Day of Resurrection, uh, both of them. And they're very, uh, just very, obviously super focused on the resurrection because they're Easter hymns. But it's just, um, again, this, you know, in stanza five of this one, um, Alleluia, now we cry to our King immortal who triumphant bursts the bars of the tomb's dark portal. So it's like, it's sort of this, almost the same language as Gerhardt because he's talking about, you know, Christ burst the bonds and he, he burst through the portal of the tomb. And so created then our portal, the life immortal. And so it's, you know, you can see similarities in these texts from theologians that lived in, you know, wildly different periods, but still it's the same gospel. Mm -hmm. And now we're all out of time. <laughs> hymns all we day. can talk about hymns all day. Hymns. <laughs> hymns all day. Hashtag, I think that's our hashtag for today, hymns all day and all things yep, gospel during a pandemic. <laughs> All things gospel-y. <laughs> Thank you so much for being our guest today. Thanks so much, Pastor Hull and Linnea Sander from Zion Lutheran Church in Tomball. Thanks for joining us on the Coffee Hour. Thanks sure for thing. having us. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you. Anytime. Anywhere. Anywhere.